Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Locked, Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined, as always, by Trevor. But before we get into today's episode, I want to go ahead and think a, take a moment to thank our sponsors. Support for Grip Lock today is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED. That's all one word, GRIPLOCKED at manscaped.com. So we actually went to Raleigh yesterday to film a few videos. This is a new series we're doing called the Bogey Bro Battles. Super fun series. You'll hear more about it soon. But it was a three-hour car ride down, two rounds of disc golf in the hot sun in Raleigh, three-hour car ride back, and my Manscaped boxers were a lifesaver. They didn't ride up the whole time that we were playing those rounds. All of that, they kept me cool. Uh, and unless I missed some social cues, I'm pretty sure they kept me smelling fresh down there as well. So definitely a good pickup. And Trevor, you're actually telling me that you recently traveled with the 4.0 as well. Yeah, I traveled actually to Raleigh the weekend before that. So I got kind of my first travel experience. And as expected, just like the previous iteration, very convenient. You know, it's not a lot to pack away. It's, you know, the charger super convenient with the wireless charger. Uh, and got to test out the travel lock feature, which is super nice. Gives you that peace of mind that you're not going to have it accidentally turn on in your luggage and just shred up all your valuables. So, uh, yeah, it definitely worked out great. Shred up all your valuables in more than one way. You can trust Manscaped <laughs> to not do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so get 20% off and free shipping with code GRIPLOCKED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code GRIPLOCKED. That's all one word, GRIPLOCKED. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now, something that came across our desk here literally minutes ago was a video from Swanky Disc Golf. Minutes ago, if you're late to the party, I mean, I saw this last night. I didn't see this yesterday. I came out yesterday, I think, or two was, days ago. It was just red hot on Disc Golf YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I I'm surprised I didn't see it. I usually see a lot of this. I completely disc missed stuff. it, but Swanky Disc Golf put out a video called The Top Five Most Overrated Discs, which with a title like Ooh. that, you know... You know it's going to get steamy. You know that... Fired up. Yeah, you know that the comments were going to be... Brave souls. Yeah, he was a very brave soul for putting that out. Um, So we're going to first off just go over his list uh, because there's some pretty controversial ones on here. And then we're going to also give our top five most overrated. And then we're also to end it on a little bit of a positive note with this segment. Also give our top five most underrated. So discs yeah. that just don't get enough love out there. We're going to make people mad. So we might as well make some people happy too. Yeah. Um, so let's just start with Swanky Disc Golf. And as soon as the video came on, I, I, jo- I was watching it back here. So like everyone got to see my live reaction. But as soon as it came on, number five, as soon as she said number five, I was like, ah, screw you, man. <laughs> I was joking, but it got Connor to laugh really hard. So, did. But I Twice. was also in a much more real way. Not joking. <laughs> no, I was. But number five was the Firebird, which I do disagree with. I don't think the Firebird's overrated. He was saying it's overrated because like it's just an overstable fairway. But here's my thing. It's the overstable fairway. It's the original That's one. true. It's the one that started yeah. it all. I, I agree with that because at first that was my first thought too. Like, well, I mean, it is just an overstable fairway drive. Like, it's not that hard to replicate, but they were the first ones to do that. Like, it was the first like popularized overstable fairway driver like that everybody used so yeah i don't think it can be called overrated because it's a classic he was also saying like it's overrated because of like how much some of them are going for but he was choosing like las vegas firebirds sexton firebirds like now that could be a las vegas anything now if you would have just if you would have just said like the sexton firebird 
maybe I would have agreed with them. I'd have been like, yeah, it's a little overrated just because people are willing to pay so much for it. But I think yeah. that's that's like a that's what we talked about, like the overhyped. Yeah, because overhyped. Sex and Firebird, if it was readily available, it is a really good disc. It's a great disc. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd call it overrated then, but overhyped, yes. It's kind of the same thing that happened with the Get Freaky Zones to right. where they're a limited edition, Sex and Firebird's limited edition. They get bought up. Once that like initial run hits and it all gets bought up super fast and then people start flipping them, every run in the future that's also limited is like a guaranteed sale. Yeah. Because even if like people don't want to throw them with Sex and Firebirds, people love throwing them. Same thing with Get Freaky Zones, people love throwing them. But like even if people didn't, it was just the the fact that like you know they're going to sell out, which makes them sell out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think you're right on the overhype there, but calling the Firebird as a whole overrated, I mean I disagree with that one. Yeah. I, it's I, the disc that all other overstable fairway drivers are based off of. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, everybody says, oh, it flies like a Firebird. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you always base it back yeah. to a Firebird. I like, it started it. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to overrate the, the OG. Uh, number four, I disagree with for like a slightly different reason, but it's the Envy. The only reason I disagree with it is I feel like it's not really overrated yeah. because the only reason it even got popular recently was the shot. Yeah, like, that was so recently. It, yeah, like it's hard also, to get overrated it's a phenomenal in two weeks. Disc, but it's been underrated until a few weeks ago. It was a very underrated yeah. disc. Everything, literally everything, MVP is underrated for starters. Like all the stuff they make is super good. Yeah. So like I haven't thrown it all, but I can tell you that's all underrated because nobody's rating it. You just yeah. took one of my generalizations. I was going to say, mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That makes sense. But yeah, like I feel like, so again, his point was like, they could get, overrated, they're going maybe. for, they're going for a lot of money on eBay and stuff, but it's because they're not a lot in the market right now. Yeah. And they're people rare. are just now learning about it, but it's hard to say that's overrated. Cause it's not like something where people have been like hyping it up for years. Yeah, and when years. I think overrated, I think like, People, are, you're saying it's a better disc than it is. I think that the Envy is actually a really amazing disc. Yeah. Number three, I'm interested to know if y'all agree with me here. I agree with him on this one. The Berg. Like, it, it's cool. It's a cool disc. Here's the thing. But, like... I disagree with this one because the Berg is not... How many people do you know in this area of Virginia that throw a Berg? That throw a Berg? Yeah. Not very many. But that tell me I need to throw a Berg? Every single disc golfer. Maybe it's just because I go on Reddit. Really? But if I had yeah, like... Okay, I said in this area. Well, like I, the only disc golfers I play with in this area are in this room. Like, when, <laughs> That's not true. We play with guys from the club and all... all like, I, I know of... Uh, I know like three people in this area that either putt with or throw birds. I think like people who would say that Berg is overrated are probably people within groups of disc golf friends that all talk about it because they it's like one of there was someone in the comments that had six bergs in their back it's an underground brand so people that do throw it are gonna be very outspoken about it and how like oh you don't even know about the berg but like i don't know if it has enough of a following for me to put it as a number three most overrated disc i think it's up there i feel like i feel like like, I don't all the time see I see people trying to even in our comments they're like dude you've got to do a berg only round it'd be so crazy I know another one that is. could be on this list what's this, crazy the, about it what's supposed to be crazy about it's it just it's just putter. a slow disc with no it's, it's not even like a good a, putter it's, almost, it's a slow I mean okay whoa Hunter. oh god let's take a second I'm saying like it's just a slow it's disc like a with no glide putter. yeah so it's like, like a what's, what's attractive to it is like you it's hard to go past the basket it's like a rhino my dad used to have like three of them and like I've thrown them 
and they're they're a good disc. They're a good putter. Yeah, Casaplast stuff but is nice, but I don't. They're I, not like I don't think it's talked about enough, at least in my circle of disc golf. I've, I hear it all I the time. Never hear about it. I hear Casaplast is like the really underground underground band that everybody's really proud. Like of like when Mumford and Sons first started getting big, yeah. everyone was like, yeah. oh oh, have you heard of Mumford yeah. and Sons? I've thrown bird. I've thrown I at least five person. or six Casaplast molds, and like I've enjoyed Casaplast is great. It's just not as readily available as it could be or I, yeah. should be. I'm not. But if it were, if uh, I hear one more person trying to tell me to throw a berg, I, just, I might. So who weird. makes Castaplex? Castaplex plastic. Castaplex. They make their own. I don't. Plastic. I mean, it's in Sweden. It's in Sweden. It's their own factory. I don't know. Well, then it's way better than a lot of the other companies. That I yeah. no Castaplex is great. I think it's just a personal one because I have not heard enough people talk about it at even close. That's to. that's very surprising to me. I I feel like I see someone like anytime there's ever a like looking for a throwing putter, I see the berg recommended so much and i'm like if like as a new player if it's a beginner and they're looking for a throwing putter they don't want the berg that's gonna yeah. be the most demoralizing disc for them to throw yeah like they're gonna go out and be like oh sick 200 foot shot everyone's saying i'm gonna th- throw a putter and rip the berg and go yeah. 50 feet and be like what the heck i just felt like i don't know i've never really enjoyed throwing like i used to throw a rhino a bit but i did it for more like touch forehand shots like i it those uh throwing the discs that don't glide are just like kind of just drop out of the air it takes a lot of skill but yeah. they are very useful they're fun they're very useful if you're good at it but like, let's not act like that's the why berg's gonna, the greatest putter to ever touch the face Heinberg of the earth throw that rhino all over people yeah so i agree to number three number two and number one this guy's crazy but Especially maybe that's why this one number, number two. two the destroyer such a dumb answer <laughs> my thing is it's the same reason for the firebird yeah the, the destroyer is the the distance driver He's, that every distance driver yeah, is based on exactly mm-hmm. it is the it's another it's same with the firebird people say oh it flies like a destroyer the destroyer number one is an awesome distance driver so you can't say it's overrated because it deserves it i will agree at this point it's almost underrated well, yeah, people aren't talking about destroyers. New, new people don't even. Why is that? Why are people talking about destroyers? <laughs> what, what could that possibly it, it's, be? It's there almost, must be. There must be some kind of correlation. I bet, there, I bet there's some type of player out there that really, man, when they stop throwing a disc, it just kind of falls off the face of the earth. That's crazy, man. Some, you know, a company should look into that. Yeah, they're they, probably worth a lot of money. They really should. Huh? Interesting. Weird. But destroy. Now is the time where I really wish I could understand social cues. Because I don't know what you guys are talking about. Why is the destroyer? Why is the destroyer? I was gonna say, like, what? I was like, dude, what? <laughs> Thought we were pretty obvious. The obvious joke I've ever made. The destroyer is is yeah, it is like the OG distance driver that is the is just awesome. Like it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like I just I, feel like it's the it's the distance driver that like everyone tries to not make. Overrated. Here's the you might call it overrated if you can't like. I think people get a misconception about the destroyer because they watch guys like Paul throw it back in the day and or like ricky throw it right now and like they're f- like throwing them way straighter than you yeah. ever could or i ever could and maybe that's why you say it's overrated You're like well, it's not that good only those guys can throw that far that doesn't mean the disc is bad it's just an advanced player disc yeah mm-hmm. it's probably the best distance driver ever made it's certainly up there it's i mean i yeah i would say it is i haven't had yeah. one in my bag in a while but I think about it really often like man maybe I need it's to definitely I'll say this it's definitely as good as any disc anytime I go to a mixed bag from like when I was with Prodigy then I was with Discraft for a little bit whenever I go back to a mixed bag the destroyer is the first disc back in without fail I, whatever driver I'm like oh man I'm really feeling this disc whoop out destroyer in because I like I know as soon as the destroyer is in my hand I'm gonna feel confident again it's a good mm-hmm. disc uh, and then number one this one's gonna hurt a lot of people <laughs> the Luna is the number one most overrated disc. Now, I don't know if this is like of all time. 
It seems to be what he's saying. But like, it's got to be right. But or maybe it's just. I guess it's like this is like a current times thing. Now I'll give him a little bit of credit here because I do think that the Luna can be overhyped. Because like when the rubber meets the road, it's a very good putter, but it's not like a game changing putter. Yeah, here's some people will call it like a very game changing putter. I love the Luna. I think the Luna is amazing, but I think the problem with I think putters are can be a, a bit overrated a lot of times. I hope I didn't just take another one of your generalizations. Okay. No. <laughs> because putters are being the slowest disc and having flights that tend to like be not that different from each other. They are the easiest disc to make a good one of. It seems yeah. like. So like if I go to any company, I can have at least two probably three or four putter molds that all are really amazing. Like with Trilogy, I could pick up a Warden, a Judge, a Keystone, a Pure, like now this Faith that I've been putting with. There are so many putter molds and all of them, if I throw them, I'll be like, this is a great putter. Yeah, it, it's mm. so subjective. It comes down to hand feel yeah. for 95% of putters. So calling it overrated is just, it's more of like the overhyped thing where yeah. it's just so popular because, wait, why is it so popular? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if there's a correlation to the Destroyer wait, with that. Yeah, wait a second. Because, yeah, I guess Paul's I understand. putting with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that joke. Well, my thing, Paul not only putts with it, but Paul is an underrated putter thrower. Is he? I think. <laughs> like, I think everybody Well, I think knows. it's just like, it's the same thing with uh, most of the top pros is like, they, they become so good at everything that like, you just expect them, like you expect yeah. Simon to yeah. throw a P2 450 feet. So when he does it, you're like, oh yeah, duh. Luna's an awesome putter. But like, whatever putter Paul throws, like it used to be the Nova, People think it's like the greatest putter of all time. Not that it, none of them are bad I think putters, that's a, and that's it's a good just point. Whatever, he can throw good. it on a dot. Like Bring, he, yeah, he, he can exactly throw it three fifty and just have it and drop on a pin. Yeah. Bringing up the Nova and like the Berg and stuff, I think if you're gonna call a putter overrated, underrated, rated, it's got to be a putter that is trying to be something different than just your typical straight to fade putter. So, like, you got to have a putter that's actually trying to be something different, like the Berg or the Nova. Yeah. Like, the Luna, it's just kind of like another one of those awesome putters. Yeah, so that's Calling why it, I I could see where some people would have it on the list, the number one of all time. It's not an awful pick for your list, but number one, yeah. oof. It, I mean, that? They, that might just be, like, the clickbait factor of, like, dude, you see this swanky disc golf guy? He put yeah, the Luna as number the one. Needle, man. He's getting a lot of traction on that know, video. I don't know if the Luna is overrated just because there's not a, like, there are putters like it. But the feel specifically, I mean, well, the Roach. Yeah, I was say there's a putter very much. Yeah, like yeah. It. there's the Roach, <laughs> and then the Warden from Dynamic it's is like close. very similar. Yeah. But the thing about the Luna is the it AVR similar, the P2. Similar. Yeah, but it feels just be- take it a, feels. Take a, I'm not gonna say it feels better, but it does feel a little bit. Just different take than a beadless AVR. putter, and it feels similar to a Luna. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like Lunas not do like they fly. I P2 think they feels f- a lot different. I think they fly further though. I mean, we know we've we've seen it. We all feel they, like they have great glide. They have a ton of. Glide. I can throw a roach just as far, and I can throw a P two just as far. You guys stop bringing up the roach. I'm just they're, saying they're the same thing. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. They're not technically the same thing, but like I think the Luna is considerably more stable. It depends on the Luna. It depends experience. on the Luna. I've thrown some stable I've had roaches. A, I've had that a are more I got the Crystal Luna that like five time run, and oh, it yeah. was it was the flippiest putter I've ever thrown. Really? It was flippier than my PA fours were. It probably just depends then, but I've seen Brody throw a lot of roaches, and they are always pretty straight. And I've thrown Lunas, and now obviously we throw different speeds, but I've thrown Lunas that are like pretty obviously more stable. It just depends on the run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's true for all putters. You can find a really overstable AVR and a really straight AVR. Putters are such a a preference. Yeah, so that's why it's hard to call a putter in general 
overrated. Now, when we get to my list, I'm gonna do I got a putter that's overrated. It. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But I'm just saying, it is hard because they're so subjective that like some people, the Luna might literally be the game, the, the putter that changed their game. Yeah. And so like, it's hard to say that's overrated when that person's like, no, like the Luna's literally the greatest putter I've ever thrown. It's like, oh, yeah, it probably is for you. Yeah. And it's probably not for someone else. I just don't think it's number one. But Swanky Disc Golf did. If you haven't checked out his video, he gives goes into more depth of so why he calls them what a lot of it was based on just like the aftermarket prices which yeah. that's an unfair judgment because any popular mold right now is going to yeah. sell for more that's because hype. they're not that's not that's not that's not judging on the like actual ability yeah. of the disc well if that's, the luna if the luna was readily available right now or the envy was readily available to everyone right now then there wouldn't be an aftermarket price yeah it's, it's just that it's it's just that the manufacturers can't make enough right, right. now. And just to be clear, it's not like this guy was like, everybody that throws a Luna is an idiot. No, he called the, them all good Yeah, discs. he was like, he was really nice. About, he wasn't it like was a good a video. No, yeah. it was a great video. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah go. Throw some likes on that video, man. He's, <laughs> getting a lot of, of, he's getting a lot of heat because people were getting triggered. Like, he's just, he was just sharing his opinion. So go, go throw some likes on that guy's video. Get that, get that ratio up for him. Yeah. Now, for us, feel free to rip us apart. Here's yeah, our top five. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want to us. All right. Overrated top five. I think, are you, do you have a top five Let's list go. or no? I don't have a top five You just list have generalizations. Though. Yeah. So I think we go like, I'll say my number five and explain why. Yeah. You say your number five. Yeah. And then we just go back and forth. Yeah. All right. I'm about to break some people's hearts. I'm sorry. Here it goes. This is my top five most overrated discs. Mine. Okay. I'm not... <laughs> This is my opinion. Don't here. stop trying okay, to pander, wait. man. Most Just get into it. Most important thing to be said before this: you need everybody needs to listen to this. Overrated means that this disc is not a bad disc. I have all these discs on my list. I except for maybe one. <laughs> I have bagged and I love as a disc. It just means that they are said to be better than they actually are. I'm very curious how similar our lists are about to like, be. Basically, overrated, overrated is like, does not mean we were people saying this, say, this is life-changing, nothing like it, but right. then it's, it's not life-changing and there's something like it. Exactly. Does okay. not mean it's a bad disc. Yeah. When Here we, we go. <laughs> that needs to be said. <laughs> this disc, I mean, everyone knows I used to love this like, disc. Actually, there's two on my list that I hate. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> number five, most overrated disc, The Buzz. That's, only, that's number five on your list. That's number five on my list okay. because here's my thing. Every, and I agree, it is probably, I think the Buzz and the Rock 3 are like the two of the greatest mids of all time. But let's call it for what it is. It's a straight mid. Yeah. It's a straight mm-hmm. mid that every company has a mold like it. Mm-hmm. Some people, it comes down to feel. Some people, the Buzz is the best feeling one of those mids. For me, it's the MD3. I've never been able to get a good release with the Buzz. So I had to take it out of my bag. Yeah. Do any, you, when you were with this craft, you didn't have a Buzz in your bag. Oh, I absolutely did. I, I used to have like four buzzes. In I my threw, but do you have any in your bag now, Connor? No. I threw more wasps, but I did throw buzzes. Okay. So, but the, all I think is, I feel like every time a mid-range gets brought up, it's buzz. The buzz and the rock three could have been put right here as well. The buzz and the rock three. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those are immediately just like, oh my word. Whereas for a beginner, a buzz can be pretty freaking stable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? True. But people yeah. immediately like, oh, first this, you got to get a buzz. If you get a lightweight you got one. got to yeah. get a buzz. If you I'm like, get, I think if you get a lightweight one though, it would They're still over stable. Yeah, for a beginner, be. if you're throwing 100 feet, okay, 100, yes, 100 feet. Right. We're talking about beginners. Most beginners aren't stepping up and ripping a mid 220 when they're first starting. Okay, there's a big I, difference between 100 and 220. That was a pretty big jump. I think a buzz at 200 feet is overstable. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna give my comments. I think a buzz list. at 300 feet is overstable. Well, it depends on the buzz. I know. Once you get to 300 feet, some buzzes are flipping. Yeah, I just think that I think a lot of people overrate that. Okay. 
No feedback? I'm not going to... I'm going to get feedback on you. There's similarities between our list, and the buzz is on my list. Okay. I, so would, that's I will I'm go out and say, I agree with Maybe you. Maybe we'll have you be the unbiased, because you didn't make a list. I would... Okay. I would... So you tell us if we're crazy or I not. would give you I feedback. I don't think you're crazy. I think the buzz is a great disc. It's one of my favorite flying discs. Yes. I have just never been able to release it in a way that makes it fly to where I'm happy, I, because it's not comfortable to me. I will give you feedback, but the buzz is on my list, so I want to save my thoughts. Okay. My number five disc is the Cloudbreaker. That's on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> and here they were not near each other. No, we we made sure we didn't. I know some correlate. of the discs that they said, but they weren't near each the other. The Cloudbreaker, and I know a lot of you're saying, "Well, wait, you, wait a second, that's just the overhype thing you're talking about." No, the Cloudbreaker. The real reason that it's overrated is because a Discmania has incredibly passionate fans. So Discmania fans are going to swear by every disc that comes out. Now, to be fair, Discmania produces a lot of great discs. And the DD3, there's nothing wrong with it. But the problem is, the reason it's overrated is because people, when people talk about the DD3 or the Cloudbreaker to me, the first thing they say is, did you see that throw that Eagle made with it? <laughs> did you see Eagle throw that forehand flip up or that massive high... None of us can throw that with the DD3. <laughs> so that is like, I don't have a problem with it as a disc. And it's not, has, this has nothing to do with the fact that it is so expensive and so limited and rare. It has everything to do with the fact that anytime somebody has tried to pitch the DD3 to me, which has been a lot, it's because they literally immediately go to, did you see what Eagle can do with it? And Eagle can, we cannot do that to that disc. The p- people's perception of the DD3 is based off of a flight that we will never achieve. The with flight the that, of someone who throws 700 feet. Yeah. So that is my that is my my. This is actually a perfect transition because the DD3 is number four on my list. Good. And my reasoning was it's a destroyer. Do do did we all just go to sleep and forget that <laughs> that's their all, first that's a good run? Point. Yeah. The first run of DD3s were literally embossed destroyer on the bottom. Yeah. Like, did we not remember that happened? Yeah. That's a good like, point. We, it's I don't understand. People are like, this is the greatest driver to ever come out. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's been out. It was a destroyer. Well, it was like advertised as like one of the furthest flying discs you can get, but that's because that's true. it was Eagle's disc. Yeah, it was the furthest every disc, disc is the yeah. furthest. Flying <laughs> you can put disc. a putter yeah. in that guy's hand; I it's know. gonna go farther. But, but my thing is like, if you put a destroyer in Eagle's hand, you're gonna get that flight. Yeah, it's just that like they needed to make a Discmania branded one. Right. And so I put DD3 slash Cloudbreaker because the the that's the other thing is people are like, no no no, you're talking about stock run DD3s, the Cloudbreaker. And I'm like, you think they put swirly S-line plastic into a mold and it suddenly changes everything yeah. about the disc? Like, it's still a DD3. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Connor, thoughts? Overrated? I, I agree. Good? I agree because whenever it first came out, I was like, that disc is going to go 100 feet farther than anything I have. And then it and came in, you're like, I have five destroyers in my bag already. Yeah. What did I just do? Why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Why, why, I, why did list? I trade in all my destroyers to save <laughs> For one of the same thing. <laughs> All right, so my number four, this is a bit of a personal one. I've got a couple in here that are kind of personal issues. <laughs> and my number four is the AVR3. Okay. And 100% agree with <laughs> yeah. you. That is so <laughs> yeah. The AVR3 is the garbage. AVR3. I know. I love that disc. So, it sucks. Hey, here's the thing. on thin ice, mister. That the disc AVR3, is great. when it came out, I didn't immediately have one. And everybody, including this guy here, and to be fair, I knew people like Hunter who threw the AVR3 and had tremendous success with it. This is great. When Hunter I'm took, putting that back in my bag out of spite for both of you. When Hunter took the AVR3 out of his bag or when my doubles partner Pete took the AVR3 out of his bag, I was like, I was confident in them. They were good with it. I then finally got my hands. It was a flamethrower stamp, Liberty stamp. That was a good run of them AVR3. too. AVR3. Well, they were all the same. They were just flat. They all suck. That's what the three is. <laughs> I know. I know. That's not the problem with the disc. 
But and I was like, all right, finally, my upshot game is about to change. This thing's gonna be great. It's gonna be nice, like dependable, stable AVR. Here's my experience with the AVR three. My experience with the AVR three was if I threw on any amount of hyzer, it was gonna dump so hard left that Throw it was faster, useless. Man. And then if I threw it flat at all, it was rolling. Like it was so. It was the so. Most, this disc is overrated because your technique. No, no it was the no, most angle sensitive disc I'd ever thrown. Y'all in are my crazy. Life. I would I, throw flex shots with mine. Maybe the ones I had were trash. And here's the funniest part about this is I actually have an ace with one. So like that's hilarious. I, I have all that sentiment and I still hate it. Here's my thing. <laughs> like I is, was so I did not like it at when all. When is the last time you heard an AVR three recommended? It wasn't that long ago. Who? What was I just? Uh, was, you're right. Uh, I haven't heard about it in a while. But so it was, how is it overrated? It, but it was very overrated when like it came a out a few years ago. Sure, four years ago. When every disc comes out, it's very overrated initially. Nah, no, it, no, no, there no, was a long come, stretch. No, it didn't come out four years ago. But yeah, I'm saying uh, from when it came out up until about four years. ago. No, it came out. It had a it very came out probably. It had a long stretch. I want to say at least six years ago. Maybe seven. you might be right. I'm looking it up. I'm curious. I just like the AVR three. I never hear it. Here's the thing. Like, I had to put this on my list. These days, you're right. It's probably not overrated because guess what? 2017. <laughs> it came out four years ago. Here's the thing. Yeah. yeah, that was my freshman year. That's when we got them. Holy crap! But here's the thing. Nothing, nothing other than Discraft stuff is going to be like right now overrated because guess what? The only thing that's popular right now is Discraft stuff. And maybe. But I feel like the AVR three was never that hyped up. Mm, yeah, it it was, when it first came out, it was so when it first hyped. Came it was out, everything. Yeah, it but was so name hard. one pro that threw an AVR three and pushed Paul, it. Jeremy Paul Colling, did, but Colling was big on it. Yeah, Colling was like one of the big ones on it. And for at sure. that time, Jeremy Colling was a huge. Yeah, pro. Jeremy Colling was moving the needle back then. Okay, hold on. I had like, okay. everybody one. around us. I've got to. I've got to give my opinion on the AVR three because I'm everybody very in college throwing it. I forgot how much I hated. I the hated AVR3. it, man. So why? This, I, let me so tell good. you. I'll tell you why. Because I got an AVR three, and I this this is a genuine opinion. Like it's it's not. Just let it out. It's Come not on, tainted. Man. I don't care. Let me tell you, it's not tainted from a comparison to another disc. So that's why I think this is a good opinion. Because I got the AVR3 back whenever I, the first like year, two years I was playing, I had an AVR3 in my back for two years from whenever I started. <laughs> and I it never, ever did what I wanted. And this is what... Hold on. Hold on. Because I would see other people... Okay. Let me just explain. I basically exactly agree with Trevor. It was never as overstable or ever as understable as it should have been. So you just expected so you, a different disc? No, no, I expected never, yeah. a disc to fly the same. Yeah, yeah, it flew different. It was every the time most inconsistent it. disc I've ever thrown. Y'all are crazy. Because, you, no, it was it was the same you way. Watched me throw it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think I had bad runs. Like the Here's three the thing. I, or so. I, I've I had five trash. different AVR threes. <laughs> I kept on trying and I maybe kept on like trying. Maybe it's my throwing style. And maybe it is, but I. Oh, it was bad. I I would throw sometimes. I'm putting. I'm only gonna throw AVR threes now. I want to say this too. But I had. I had four different friends. We all had AVR threes, and we all wanted to like it so much. I wanted it to like so it so cool, bad, and we dude. all hated it. That's the thing. How it is very tough for me. I had to like one like good throw with it, so I kept it in my bag. It is very tough for me. To, same. It's very tough for me to want to like a disc and not like it. I will convince myself mm-hmm. that a disc is good. I couldn't convince myself. I threw that thing all the time. Now, I will say Flip this: lines, Heiser Innova, forehand. Innova then came out with the AVR X three, phenomenal disc phenomenal disc that was just a little it more was stable. better exactly because it didn't it didn't but at least you knew it was gonna be stable it is, yeah where it's trying to do yeah it was just i think y'all just clutter. misunderstood it maybe maybe i did i maybe. didn't have a clue uh, in my head I, you're right you're probably right because in my head i expected to be like an i've got bad disc, memories with that disc. and it's just not i've got it's like a driving putter 
Yeah, I just but hated it. I but it, it's so flat, is, you feel like it should be stable. Yeah. It's, I, it's stable. I wanted my driving putter to fly like the P2, where it was like always going to be consistent. And I was I had struggles with that. Man, it was just, I didn't my, know this list was going to hurt you're me. You're so right. You threw it on You threw it on Heiser. That hurt me deep. I know how the comments <laughs> feel. I might comment on this group lock podcast. Trevor, Trevor's so right. You threw it on Heiser, and it dumped like crazy. And you're like, why didn't that go anywhere? You throw it flat, Mine and it so never fades. Yeah. It just goes crazy. to the right and never fades. Were you throwing it on Heiser from 100 feet, and then throwing it flat from 300? I don't know, I could throw it hard on Heiser, and it would Heiser. If I threw it hard flat, it would just never come back. It was so weird Mine like did that like push. I think, uh-huh. hey, let's get it. Do we have any? Let's do you, you have yeah, some. Let's I have get some. Let's throw let's, them again. Let's have, yeah, let's give let's it a give second chance. We have some in stock. Let's, yeah, let's, let's give it a second chance because I, that's what I'm saying. Before I, that's what I let off with. I have seen this disc. No, man, you hate it. You're so well. I do you? hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not denying right. that, but I've seen let it. Let them know in the well. comments. I know the disc can apparently be thrown it's well, amazing. but it's amazing. I man, love that disc. It got hyped. It just disappointed me. I it was would the lo- letdown. I would love to see myself throw that disc well. This was yeah, this was a never personal happened. answer because I was so excited about this disc and then it always let me down. Well, I feel like I can't I, I shouldn't have went that hard because I'm about to say one that's probably gonna get the same reaction out of the I feel like I was just in a therapy session. What is this? Your number My number three. Which is what? My number three most overrated disc is the judge. <laughs> yeah, because clueless, he, here's bro. my thing. Here's my <laughs> you're thing. Clueless. And this is a better reason I feel like than the Aviar. Okay, I have a great experience with the judge. Okay. I think it's a great putter, but let's call it for what it is. It's just a beaded putter. People, okay. people immediately act like the judge is like the like God's gift to humanity. So you're saying as it's the like, greatest putter. You're saying of all it's time. like the buzz equivalent for putters. Yeah, it's like people. It's just, like people immediately like, oh man, I'm struggling with my putt. Like the judge is the answer. Like no, you don't. I don't like beaded putters. I don't care. The judge is the answer. Like yeah. whoa, I'm whoa. not gonna. I'm not really gonna argue that super hard because like I feel like I've seen the judge recommended so many. Not that it's a bad putter, or shouldn't be recommended. It's the best. But let's not putter act I, like it's the best beaded putter I've thrown. I will. But say there's that. the wizard's pretty far up there. I've never thrown a wizard. Okay. So I don't know. But I'm I've just thrown, saying, I've thrown a Casey Aviar and I've that's thrown what a I was Challenger. I feel like it's Casey and Aviar. the judge. Casey Aviar is a little more stable than a judge. Yeah, the okay. judge glides. And goes way further than KC APR. I just, I just think that lower people, profile. people act like it's like, it's again, they act like it's going to change the game like, entirely. It's kind of like this mania where bag. dynamic, dynamic guys are very passionate about. Dynamic it's a great plastic. disc. It's Any a great putting. Judge. The judge is, is great. It, no, no putting putter is going to make you putt better. Exactly. Yeah. Except for the judge, apparently. If it's Putters comfortable are, in your hand, it might give you more confidence. This is a very hot but, topic. And yeah. Very subjective. So that's why people get passionate about it. Yeah. People get very passionate over the judge. And every time I'm like, it's a good disc, but like, listen, it's not gonna, you're not going to magically start making 30 footers because you put a judge in your bag. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'll never argue for a putter because if it's inside the circle putting ability. It's, that's, <laughs> but that's what the judge Unless is always pushing for. Like. People are like, oh, yeah. you're struggling with your putt? You need I mean, a judge, man. You need to judge. It's a great putter, but like, yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna. If those are the claims you're getting, I understand why it's on your list. Matt, that's that exactly would, why it's on my list. That frustrates. Because like, if you're airballing, if you're airballing your putts right, the judge isn't magically gonna be dead center. You're gonna still airball right. Yeah, I'm a bad putter no matter what I'm putting with. But as a thrower, the judge is very good for me. No, the judge is a great disc. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame it's a that disc. it had to be on my list. It's but it had to. I understand. It's I understand. a shame. All right, number three on my list is also gonna be on Hunter's list. I know this, and it's the tilt. This is the most obvious answer. It is on my list. This is the most obvious answer. I can't believe that's only number thing. three. Well, this is my reason, reasoning why. I could put it as number one, um, but my reasoning is that I think the tilt is just ridiculous enough that enough people get the joke. Like, they get that, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it is cool. Mm-hmm. I think if it were, like, to where... I think there is a lot of people who are, like, literally, like, no, you have to try the tilt. It's so awesome. But I think there's enough people that are, like, okay, it flies like a normal disc upside down. It's ridiculous. To, like... 
like a lot of the, the, lot of the legit disc golfers, the good players that I've interacted with that have thrown it say that they're like, yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's funny. Yeah. So like that's Everybody why agrees I, it's a cool disc. Yes. It's cool. That's so I won't put it. it as high up my list, but that being said, it still is overrated because there are a lot of people that are like pushing it. Like it is like actually useful in your bag. And unless yeah. you throw a very particular shot a lot, yeah. Or you have like Simon arm speed. It isn't useful in your bag. <laughs> it's not like a firebird will fly yeah. similar for 90% of distance. Yeah. Well, it's if you have Simon armor speed, but with no speed control. Yeah. So you need something that gets to the ground. If you throw as hard as you can. Yeah. Like most people are gonna be able to throw the tilt like 75 feet. Yeah. I've thrown I don't one. Understand. I've thrown one and it's frustrating how ridiculous it is. So that's why it's on my list. Well, it's going to be on my list, but I won't say it. Okay. Yeah, because we're at number two now, right? Yeah. Number two, I would be surprised if this isn't on your list. The loft, hydrogen loft or loft, uh, whatever I didn't it is. Think about that one. I don't know if it, is it the hydrogen is the disc yeah. and loft is the company. Yeah. Or loft. Uh, it's the L O. How do you pronounce the O with the line? I think it's. It? I think the company's hydrogen. And the lo- loft. Only people know the, what I'm talking about. Only because they say hydrogen loft, they don't ever say loft That's hydrogen. True. Hydrogen loft. But is it is how do you pronounce that O slash loft? I think I thought it was, I've all only heard it called loft, even on, on their commercial. Yeah, okay. in the in their like advertisement, they say called loft. loft. Okay, my thing about it is I think it's so over. It's it's a straight putter that's a one speed. Yeah, that exists in so many facets. One the re- speed. The reason it generated all the hype is because of the one speed thing, and we could literally come out with a putter tomorrow and make it a zero speed, and it could fly however it wants well, to. Well, my thing is, they, no they were acting, on it. people were acting like, why? They, that's right, there's no one speed putters. There's the birdie, Berg is a one speed, um, what's the other lid, Polecat? Like, they exist. There's a ton of one speed putters out there. It's just Probably they're, they're the not putter, popular. The P-U-T-R or whatever from Discraft, I don't know what that is. Maybe, means. I don't know. But that was my thing is like when you go, when your marketing is based on flight numbers that are made up anyways, That's, I could come out with yeah. an 18 speed putter if I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because there's no, no one's, there's no rules for it. Yeah. But it just got so overrated where everyone's like, oh my word. To be fair though, people are getting them in now and I haven't heard anything else about them. I've, I yeah. just saw one thrown the other day and I, yeah, it threw like a, it went like a straight putter. <laughs> But guess what else does that? Like a Nova. That, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like a Luna. If you want yeah, to throw a straight like putter, putter, go, that's go a straight pick putter. up an AVR, a Roach, putters a Warden. Fly, they, like, all putters fly are so straight. similar because they don't have to get up to speed very much. Like, yeah. it's just, that's what putters, straight fly. putters. Yeah. So like, you can't. I just don't see how people are starting companies based off of one premise, and that's we're making a putter like no other. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you're this company to, yeah. is going to make more discs, I believe. Okay. It's not like EV7 is basically they're only making putters, yeah. nothing else. Yeah. This company, I believe, is going to make other discs. But what's their next one going to be? A the first 19-speed driver. Why are we only throwing 12 speeds? It's just like your entire <laughs> and it's like, a, is like that. It's just a 10-speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, we were thinking. That's a good, that was a good submission there. Yeah. We were thinking. Why are, why are our drivers only 12-speed? If we made it 19-speed, they'd go farther. So here it is. <laughs> we wrote the number I would, 19 I would there. say it's going to be even more cemented and overrated, though, is when people start getting them in, if we keep hearing about it and people actually talking about it's it. It's almost not a bad thing that it was we all haven't heard anything originally. about it because I feel like if they if they weren't good, then everybody then every, we would hear about how they're not Well, they're probably, people are probably getting them in and being like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a putter. Yeah. yeah. Nice putter. The people probably aren't like, oh, my gosh. Well, it's kind of the same with the EV7 because... 
DV7, we were all like, oh my gosh, it's, I'm so Yeah, you don't hear much about the Penrose anymore. But I mean, it's fine. It's pretty good. Yeah, because it's good putter. It's a great it's, putter. it's a great, it's a great putter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's putter. Yeah, it's putter. Like, it just kind of does what you expect a putter to do. Yeah. yeah. It's better than the AVR3. I'll give it that. Man, right. y'all are doing the AVR3 dirty. Okay. I would like to try the AVR3. I think it's a good idea <sighs> number, for a video. Number two on my list, and this is a pretty, this is going to be an interesting submission because I'm not sure how you feel about this one. Okay. Number two on my list is the Shrike. Now, this is an interesting submission because who throws the shrike anymore? It, you're what? right. Okay. It used to be once again. A lot of your list is used to. Yeah, get in the, the only this, relevant this podcast stuff, wasn't the time. This podcast Hunter, isn't 2017. The only relevant stuff these days is thrown is like discraft stuff. If you're going based off of that, sometimes we, we have to. Well, talk then about, what's the discraft version of the strike? And we didn't Hades. say the, this list. The Hades isn't this overrated. List, the name of this list you? wasn't overrated. <laughs> right now, it was overrated. It, it could have been. But that. But like. Here's the thing. Uh, you, you just let me explain strike. myself. Like this is still like. Nope. <laughs> no, you explain. You explain the reason why I think the strike is overrated is not because I used to throw a strike. The strike was a cool disc, but the strike was pushed towards players with lower arm speeds to get more distance. But then the disc itself was a very uncomfortable wide rimmed driver. It was not. If you are trying to push lower arm speed players to get more distance, you should have them throwing glidey 10-speed discs or 9-speed discs, not 13-speeds. So it's like one of those marketing things where, like, here's a 13-speed that the lower arm speed player can throw. You can. It's kind of an oxymoron. Yeah. You can do that, but you should throw the 10-speed and 9-speed, and you'll get the same amount of distance probably, and it'll be more comfortable in your hand. So that's, like, my whole thing with it is I think it was just, like, an oxymoron of a marketing thing. Here's where I disagree with that. Why? Because I think where they were coming from more so is they knew at that time when the disc came out. Or no, was it a 14 speed? Was it the first 14 speed? No, or second? it, it was know. a 13 speed, but it was really a 12 speed. It okay. felt it was the same rim width as a destroyer in your hand. I thought it felt wider. In my I threw hand. it all the time. Paul, I did Paul too. put one in his bag because he said it felt like a destroyer, but flipped. I had one in my bag for a while. But that was so. Here's my thing is I think the reason that it came out was because they knew beginner players were going to buy a 12-speed mm. anyways. And so why not make one that'll fly good for them? The initial run of strikes That's that fair. I had were way too oversale for beginners. Those are the ones that Paul was throwing at 2017 Aussie Open. It's some of those Domi ones. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like the Domi Hades. Yeah. But then they went back and they remade it so that by the time the, the strike was like in, in like a rotation and was a normal disc, if you're throwing 350, it was way too flippy for you. But people who are throwing 220... I have a friend, uh, Logan. We did a review back in the day on a different channel I was on. And we did a review of the Shrike. And he was throwing like 200 feet with most of his discs. Here up the Shrike 320. Because it was fast. And he could actually get a full flight out of it for mm-hmm. him. Which is exactly what the Shrike was advertised to do. I have a hard time believing that he couldn't throw like a beast the same distance. If he could throw a Shrike that far. Is what I'm Maybe. Saying. But the, the whole idea that's was the good, beginners are going a, to 12 That's a good speeds. point. That's a good point. So might as well make one that's that they point. can throw. I personally, I felt like it was a bit overrated. Because it was like the, like the EBR 3 when it came out. I felt like it wasn't. People like, talked so much about the Shrike. But that was because out. Paul threw, was throwing the, oh, the... Paul could throw the Shrike, the overstable Shrike that he had like 650. That's, like he was, that thing went so right. freaking far so on Anheuser. I think that created a bit of overrated hype around it, like just like the cloud breaker kind of effect. Where like I think, but now you're 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 getting to a confusing line of overhyped versus overrated because no, the think, disc did exactly what it was supposed to do for players, mm, but it was very hyped up. I don't on know. Agree. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think I think it's just a bit of a a bit of a meh disc for all the hype that it had. That's all I feel. 
I disagree. I think it did exactly think, what it was supposed to do. I don't think so. And that's the podcast. Agree to disagree. Wait, so then how do you feel about the Hades? What do you mean how I feel about the Hades? Is the Hades not the exact same thing? As the Shrike? Yeah. It feels it, different. I actually kind of think that now that I think well, it, well, it feels head, different, but I'm saying yeah, all the points you brought different. up marketing wise and everything. Yeah, it's similar. Is it not the same thing? Same right. idea? Yeah, I would say it's, it's pretty much the same idea. So then if you're going by modern day, why wouldn't you put the Hades there instead I of the strike? I think of it, but that is a good point. So you would put the Hades as your number two overrated? Yeah, actually, you're putting words right into his mouth. If you man. get well, if you get a stable Hades, here's the thing though: if you get a sta- one of the stable Hades, it is actually like super useful as a more advanced player. Yeah. But if you have one of the true like the Hades that they were meant to be fly, then yeah, I do think it's overrated. But okay. But how do you not realize that like for a less advanced player, the true Hades flies like the Domi Hades flies for a more advanced player? I understand. I understand that, but I don't So like every player can find their Hades that really, flies I'm like the Hades are done. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere good. I'm just I'm picking your brain because I think that there's I think there's logical. I think that we shouldn't encourage begin. I think we're in this disc golf is in this mode of encouraging beginner players to throw the fastest. And I understand what you said about they're going to do it anyways, but maybe we should try more to not make them do that. (laughs) But they've been trying that for years. Maybe they need to try. Hey, go to the Roadrunner. Go to the side. Trilogy does this cool thing where they like make discs that are literally called the easy to throw line, and the fastest they get is a nine speed or a ten speed. Yeah, well, that's what beginners should be throwing. That's a good idea. But I like to see more companies do that. I think there's two kinds of types of beginners. They're beginners who take their game seriously and they'll go online and they'll start throwing putters and mids like they should because they'll read and find that they should. Then there's the beginners who aren't going to take their game serious because they don't, they just want to play disc golf. They don't care. They're going to go to the store and find the fastest disc and be like, dude, I actually heard the Hades and the Shrike is actually good for beginners. And look, it's a 13 speed. It's going to go so far. My experience. It's better to put that in their hand than a destroyer. My experience though was I was that second kind of beginner. But for me, those newer discs didn't exist. I went and bought a really like stable 13 speed learned my lesson very much immediately mm-hmm. as soon as I threw it and then disc down. So like I was, immediately but you were taking your lesson. game seriously. I think a lot, I think a lot of people getting into disc golf, take their game pretty seriously. I if mean, they get <laughs> into the sport. Yeah. Okay. That's what, but like, so I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a problem to, to like learn your lesson and then like learn from that instead of just like, going straight to the higher speed. I don't really think it's a huge issue anyways. This is not meant to be like some big discussion. I mean, you put number... You put, I just you thought put the, strike the strike was a little overrated. That's all. That's well, you all put I number thought. two on your list. A little yeah. overrated is number five. Yeah, that I is a good ar- point. I wouldn't he, argue if it was number five. You put it on number two. You put it number two. That means you have some strong feelings towards it. <sighs> just swap the order really quick. Maybe I just couldn't think of enough overrated discs. Right. I'm not nearly as passionate about these as I am. You about started at five. Discs. You should have started at one. <laughs> number one for me is the tilt. See, and like I, no. it's pretty much how because I don't think it's overrated. I think I think most people you literally was number like two I on your list. I kind of think it's overrated. Three on your list. What? Yeah, but I, I explained why I have it at three instead of like one. Where it's like I think I, most people that I've interacted with are just like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It might be because I read our comments all the time, but the amount of that comments many people that I, encouraging you to throw tilts. Everyone's saying, dude, how have y'all not thrown the tilt yet? The tilt is like the it's so game changing. It's amazing. You got. I feel throw like the I've tilt. seen so many people who like really want a tilt, and only a small percentage of them want it. Just ironically, most of them are like, "Oh, I need this disc in my bag. Oh, I need that." Yeah, disc. like that. That tilt is going to be so useful. I will I'm say, like, for, there for is, what? There is like a, a, a overstable plastic is addictive. Like I used to be that yeah. guy who was like, I need at least one disc in my bag that is uselessly overstable to where like it will never go right. Not never. And. That's what I used to have with um, 
that Glow H1 I had back when I threw Prodigy stuff, that disc was like not even really useful except for very unique situations. But I liked having it there. It made me sleep. It helped me sleep. See, that's at the night. thing is, I had an H1 in my bag. But I've thrown the tilt now, and it is way more stable than that. But like that, that's what I'm saying. I had the Glow. I didn't even have a Glow H1. I had a normal OG H1 in my bag. But then I was like, I after like a month or two, I took it out because I'm like. I'm literally like trying this disc as much as I can. I'm throwing it as hard as I can. It's going 200 feet and then skipping a mile. Like what? I'm not, this disc doesn't do what anything. I for actually, me. what I found with my the issue with Prodigy though was there wasn't that in between. Yeah, uh, Thunderbird. So you had to. to. It. So you, if you, you wanted like a Firebird type disc, you had to just take your H1 yeah. and you know hope you beat it up enough to fly straight. What I found my number one use. Four actually ended up being uh, forehand rollers that just never turned over. They just That's kept valid. straight. And then overhands that had just the longest pan ever or didn't even pan at all. So I, if I have a tilt did that for me, if a tilt was like a more extreme version of that, maybe I would like think about it. Well, that's what I think but. there's a use for the tilt. But the issue people is... People aren't going to use it for that, though. They're going to no. throw it like a Firebird. And people... <laughs> it's going to go nowhere. My whole issue is right now, everyone's acting like you have to have a tilt in your bag. It's and I'm like, people, that's... No. It's I for mean, people who... People who think they need the tilt are people who need to work on the fact that they wrist roll every Yeah, that's, that's the other thing I've seen. <laughs> that's the other thing <laughs> I've seen. Like, everything over they're, like, the right. they're like, yeah, all my, dis- all my Firebirds and stuff flip over. I need the tilt to like match my forehand arm That speed. means I'm you're like, not very good at throwing no, forehands. That means yeah. you're, tra- you're just ripping everything That means that you ordered eight Penroses because you think it's going to change your putting game, but really you just need to work on putting. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I will say a lot of these though depend on like how you view your disc, like what disc golf is to you. Yeah, True. because as a pro, there's no need to waste space in your bag with a disc you're never going to throw. But if you play disc golf for fun, there's there's no overrated disc because it's fun. You have this frisbee in your bag because you think it's fun to throw it. Look and at it's this guy fun getting to all serious. Them. Well, because getting like deep, I ran into the same thing with like like I play music a lot and in music you have like a pedal board with all these guitar effects pedals on there and i don't have people come over to me and be like your pedal board is way too big you got too many pedals i'm like well is this not a hobby like is this not fun for you like i understand if you're like a touring musician and you need to save the space but good point i think this is fun and i think all these things are fun same thing with disc golf i've got a big bag full of a lot of discs not because i'm traveling on a plane with a bunch of discs and i'm going to play this specific tournament but because i like them i like frisbees Man, Connor's man of the people. Yeah, dude. No, no wonder we have Con- Connor representing the comment section. Connor's man of the people for that comment. All, All right. right, my number, number one, one is the buzz. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> so I forgot that was even going to be on your list. Get all, get all stirred up in the comments. Get all stirred up. Here's the thing: the buzz is more so than any, I've talked about this with pretty much all the discs on my list, but more so than anything. And you talked about it before. It is the disc that people talk about like it is going to change your entire life. People. Like if you just say if you ask if you ask every disc golfer what is the best disc of all time I bet you Buzz probably wins. Um, it's probably between the Buzz and the Rock, but I think the Buzz I've heard even more so. And I also think if you ask about best mid Buzz, what's a good straight mid? Get a Buzz. What's like, a good overtail? Buzz. Like what's buzz, the best buzz, buzz, for a buzz. beginner? Buzz, buzz seems <laughs> yeah. to just be the answer for I every, throw the buzz. <laughs> every disc golf question. Like it is like a cult and. Here's the thing. Buzz is an awesome mid-range. Mm-hmm. I think the Buzz is great. It is a great mid-range. It's just like no disc could possibly be as good as what people say the Buzz is. And and more importantly, I have thrown a lot of straight mids from a lot of different companies. And the Buzz is, even if the Buzz was my favorite, which it's not, but even if it was, it, it isn't that much better than anything else. It yeah. can't be because mid-range discs 
And discs in any category can only fly so much better than the others. Like they can only glide so much more because they all kind of look similar. They're all made the same way. And like they're not, it's not that much more drastic. Like for instance, I was recently sent the Trust. Yep. It's this new Royal Line disc. I even handed it to Connor and Hunter to get their opinion. This disc feels almost exactly like a buzz, maybe a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And it flies in my experience, literally the same. So like, now I wanna, that's the other, my last point no, you is go, that sorry, the sorry. buzz is not hard to replicate. No. So here, but so this is a question for kind of both of us, because when we were going, when we were talking about Swanky, right? We said the Firebird and the Destroyer, they were the first ones to do it. I don't know the was answer the to this. Buzz the was the Buzz the first one no, to be that rock. like five speed? The Rock. But the Rock was a slower one. The Rock 3, I think is comparable mm, to the Buzz. I think the Rock, I think the Rock is a little more stable than a Buzz. They're also beaded. How about the shark? Hmm? How about that? I think the shark actually flies pretty close to a buzz. Okay, and so it's never mind. Beatless. There we go. So the shark. shark was the original. And I thought my shark is not on my underrated list. I'm just going to tell you now, but I thought very hard about putting it like number yeah. one. I didn't, but I could have because the shark gets no love and it's awesome. I right. think it, like I I had like a bu- used to have a bunch of rocks in my bag before like I started trying discraft stuff because I used to hate discraft. But then I like wanted to try discraft stuff. And I told myself one day, I threw one of my rocks like directly into the woods. I was like, I'm going to go look for it. But if I lose it, I'm switching all my mids out for buzzes because I wanted to try them anyway. And I lost it. So I was like, that's it. And I went out and I like got rid of all my rocks and I got like buzzes. And then I threw them and I was like, frick, I made a mistake. (laughs) And I got so much worse at disc golf because I just like all I knew about the buzz was that it was the best disc of all time. And then I I threw it and I was like, this is so this is not so subjective. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that I was going to be able to take this and throw Heiser yeah. flips and turnovers, but this disc is like, it, it's just not what I thought that, that is another thing about the buzz is it really only flies like that amazing disc that people say it is if you have like at least, you have to have at least 300 plus power. It's like mid-range. the T-Bird back in the day. Yeah. People would be yeah. like, the T-Bird is such a good straight fairway. Say, you got to start with the T-Bird. I'm like, I will say when I see, what? when I see <laughs> Paul, stable. when I see Paul throw a buzz, it yeah, it looks gorgeous. Beauty. It's a thing of beauty. And and like, yeah, when I throw a buzz, it flies awesome. It's a great disc. That's not what we're saying. Because I think the buzz is a top two mid-range of all time for me. But it's between that and like the rock. Probably t- I'd say it's like top five easily. I can say that confidently. So like it's awesome. But man, it is the most talked about disc yeah. ever. Uh, that's, I, I think a T-Bird's a good comparison because it everyone back in the day when Innova was a lot bigger, everyone was saying, even for beginners, you got to throw a T-Bird. It's a great straight fairway. You it's get so a champ stable. T-Bird and it's so, so overstable. Sta- yeah. It takes yeah. an eternity to beat it into straight. But for pros who are throwing T-Birds 400 feet, yeah, it flew pretty straight for them. Yeah. So I think people just like, oh, well, the pros can do it. So I'm just, I can throw a T-Bird straight. Even though you go out there and they're like throwing flex shots. Yeah, I would encourage you anytime you see, if you are a newer player and you see a pro throwing a disc and you really like the way it flies, Go ahead and take that speed and subtract like four or five from it. So from a mid, go to a putter. <laughs> like, I, let's say my the best example would be like, okay, somebody is throwing. You you like the way a destroyer is flying, and you're like more of a beginner thrower. Like, go down to like a nine speed with like similar flight numbers, and you might get closer to that flight. Like, you gotta you gotta just like don't worry about the name of the disc. Like, try to match your arm speed. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Like that's 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 just the best. There way used to be a formula it. for how far you threw and what or, arm speed you should be throwing. It really is honestly the best thing. Just like throw your disc in your bag 
and figure out what just figure out what flies like you saw that destroyer fly. Go watch and, our fieldwork video. Like so, you see Paul throw that destroyer and it and it flips up. Or nowadays, you see him throw that Zeus, Zeus. and it flips up and it turns. It's like okay, I want to know what's my Zeus. We'll go throw your disc and see what does it for you, and then just know you can throw it in the same situation. You can get ahead of so many other disc golfers if you just like forget Ado- what the name of the disc is if you just <laughs> adopt this mindset yeah. because every new disc offer does this and it hurts them like crazy they yeah. go and they watch pros and they watch pros and they look at the name of the discs and they buy them yeah. don't watch pros for what discs they're throwing watch pros for what their shot types are learn yeah. from learn from yeah. that learn from their decisions and then get better at form and throw discs yeah. that fly well for and you and it's tempting because guess what we all did the same thing yeah no, that's what i'm saying it. that's what i'm saying <laughs> if you do that you'll get ahead of everybody yeah. else if we, you can get the pride out of your pride head, issue so, yeah i have so yeah. much respect for the beginner player that comes out and is like oh yeah dude this is my katana yeah. And I rip this thing. And he does rip that thing. And I'm like, dude, good for you, man. Like, why oh. do you throw that katana? Like, oh, like, uh, yeah, man, here's my, like, my zombie from Discraft. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and I throw this thing Austin. I'm like, man, good for you, dude. You don't need that on it. Yeah. Dude, why are people hyping up the zombie more? That they thing's don't make sick. It right now. That's true. Never mind. Um, the, I was, the zombie was cool. Zombie sick. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But uh, you're not going to see me on this camera because the cart is full, but it doesn't matter. You can hear me. Uh, that leads me to something that like my one disc, I'm going to say for overrated and it might be back in the day. It might not be as much anymore. The blizzard boss. Oh, <laughs> oh back yeah. in the David Wiggins days. With, yeah. With it, with the, the number one flyest farthing disc, flyest farthing. <laughs> farthing disc of all time. <laughs> That's and a good one. Because everybody was like, oh, I got to get a Blizzard Boss. And even Simon broke the I'll tell you what. It. A Blizzard Boss flies great whenever you've got 600 feet of power and you're in the salt flats. Yeah, you're <laughs> in a desert with a, a 50 mile turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, All right, really quick, because I feel like we, we parked on the overrated a lot longer than we yeah. probably should have. Underrated, this list, I think we just give our re- give our disc, give the reason. Yeah, no, no arguing. Number five, no one's... I mean, everyone knows I'm about to say this. Buzz. <laughs> Number five most underrated disc is the Nova. I think it used to be on the overrated list when Paul was throwing it, but now that Paul's not Scott throwing it, everyone just forgot how freaking great that disc is. Good yeah. point. I also named my dog after it. Good so, point. I mean, my number five is the TL because it gets oh, over. Frick you. That's on my list. <laughs> it gets so overshadowed by the T Bird, but people yes. don't realize that the TL will fly for you like the T Bird does yes. for the pro. I was literally about to say that. That's T- why number four yeah. is the TL. The TL, TL is the disc everyone thinks the T Bird is. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Ah, it's so good. My number four is the Hurricane. Uh, mostly underrated just because it's DGA, but I think it flies just like a Zeus in my experience. Hunter, Mine was way flippier. Hunter's was not a good run, uh, and it was super flippy. I agree, but the one I had and the one I've seen more often fly, like for Hurricane, uh, is like a flip to flat kind of Zeus like flight. And I really like the plastic I had mine in, and it's very easy to get your hands on. So that's that was that's why it's on my list. Number three for me was the Soul. I feel like I don't. Yeah, it's I, still I, pretty underrated. Yeah, I hear people disc. talk about it some, but like I think a lot of people just think, "Oh, this is gonna be the flippiest disc." People, I like. I don't need it. Only beginners are into it. Like, yeah. I don't see enough advanced players throwing. Like when it. I throw the soul, I can throw it as hard as I want. And it's a great hyzer flip to slow yeah. turn. It's yeah. such a good disc. Really it's good so good. Disc. It's really easy to get shots that you see people throw with putters, and you're like, "Man, I wish I had enough touch to throw that." With yeah. the soul, it's a lot easier to throw. Those yeah, shots. but people just think, "Oh, it's a really beginner disc. I'm not a beginner, so I better not throw it." I'm mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. And Paige Pierce throws it a lot. And yeah, Paige Pierce has more power than most people the, watching. The soul this. is a freaking <laughs> great disc. Number three on my list is the drone. Oh, yeah. I think the drone gets overshadowed by the zone. I mean, and there's a reason for that, but the drone is a different disc because even though it has a similar flight, it, do, it doesn't have quite as much 
dump in the overstability and it also is faster. So that's the reason a lot of pros don't bag it because they can throw that zone that far. But as a not quite as far throwing person, the drone will actually do what the zone would do. Like that's so like you should throw a drone actually instead of the zone. Um, and it just gets forgotten about. And I think it's a really great mid range. All right. Number two for me, no one's expecting what's about to come out of my mouth. I guarantee it. The verdict. That disc, wow! That's I funny love that disc. That's such a funny one. To me, that disc flies like a fairway driver, but with mid-range distance to where you can forehand it, you can backhand it, you can put so much power into it, you can do whatever, and you'll get the fairway driver flight, but it's only going to go like the distance of like a five or six speed to where like I feel like a lot of mids like have a very mid-range flight, and you're like, man, I can power down on a fairway yeah. or just throw the verdict hard. It's funny because the verdict has like got somebody who's throwing all dynamic pretty much. I the verdict never really found a spot in my bag. I didn't give it really enough of a. Did chance. you throw like a flat lucid one? I had all of them. I had a baseline, and I never really. It's not. It just doesn't like. It's not a shot I throw very often because I just like love for me, if I have truths that are stable enough, and then I that could be true. I can jump to um, the justice, which is a severe jump. But that that slot, I don't depend on as much as I. You used need to, to put a heart back in your bag. I Watching you to, throw that justice yesterday hurt me every time because you would throw it expecting it to be a harp, here's the and thing. that thing would just go so far right here's so quick. Thing. Here's the thing. I didn't throw it one time yesterday like I meant to. So that's, you, I can't. I rest my every case. Time I meant to throw it, every time I meant to throw it like that, it came out like this or that. So that like. But if you would have thrown a harp like this or that, you're It's a Trevor Stop special right there. No, the harp I have to throw, not quite as severe. The harp I took out of my bag, I think as I was trying out a new putter at one point. Like it's not like I was like, you're out of my I bag. I know, you just need to put it back in. I just keep forgetting. But the verdict, it was, I also think the verdict's one of the best forehand mid-ranges That's a time. good pick because I do hear a lot of good things of the verdict and I'm sure I'll try it again at some point. I just I, don't hear enough good things. I rotate my mids in and out a lot right now. Like I just put that compass in there. Just, I like to try them out. Yeah. Um, that's a good pick though. I, my number two is my second favorite disc. The number two and number one for me are my second and oh, first favorite discs of all time. Number two is the beast. It's nice. My second favorite that's a good disc one. of all time. I know what your number one is. I hope you both do probably because you know my favorite. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, the beast. It's the tilt. <laughs> yeah. The beast was the first disc that I was ever able to throw pretty far as a beginner. Um, and I had beasts in my bag up until college. Like I used to have, even into college, I would have like three beasts in my bag. I would have one that was ridiculously flippy, one that was just like a massive distance disc. And you could get them pretty stable. And like the Jolly Launcher, like the stiffer plastic, they would like flip the flat and not really even turn. The beast, if you are a beginner and you're getting to that point where you're finally start ready, you're ready to chew off a little more disc, you're going to move up from the mids or the fairways up to something a little faster, get a beast. The beast is so good and nobody throws it. Barry Schultz throws it. He threw it all the time, but like it did not get in of a love. And I understand like if you're a Paul's of the world, like you might have a little too much arm speed. I get that, but it's an it is an effortless distance disc, and it's awesome. All right, number one, most underrated disc of all time. It's kind of similar to the drone for you. Yeah. Is the Recluse from Legacy. Oh, you love that thing. That it thing, is a good disc. it's the exact same type thing where, like, a shot where I see Brody forehand a zone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can just forehand my Recluse. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't have a, enough glide to where I have to worry about it, and it's overstable enough that I know it's, the headwind's not touching it, but I can rip on it forehand. And like, no, I can get it to like 250 or three. I mean, I don't know how far my forehand goes. So saying 300 for a mid just sounds absurd to me, but maybe that's accurate. Basically, like it's like my I have my Firebird, then I have my Recluse, then I have my Zone. 
And so like, it's just all three of those are my forehand discs and I throw it backhand a lot, but I never have heard anyone talk about it. I just picked it up when it came into our shop and I was like, this thing feels so good that I know it's going to fly good. And then I threw it and I fell in love with it. Yeah. I think it's, the, I think if more people would throw it, people would fall in love with you it. You got too. Mikey in love with that disc. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like a justice that goes straighter. Yeah, it pushes more. Yeah, it pushes more. It doesn't yeah. get to the ground so it's fast, but it's like very overstable like that. My number one underrated disc of all time is my favorite disc of all time, and is the Wraith. Yeah. And the Wraith isn't incredible. I wouldn't say it's like criminally underrated, but I think it is be- just because of how much it's overshadowed by the Destroyer and the fact that people fail to realize that all you guys who are just lacking a little bit of arm speed and have to beat in those Destroyers for years before they flip up, all you have to do is pick up a Wraith. It is literally one speed less and right out of the box it's going to fly straight to stable and then with before long it is going to be hyzer flip money like it is such a good disc drew gibson understands drew gibson throws hard people he throws really hard and he throws a wraith off the tee more than any other disc or at least he was for double a double g throws race a lot too yeah they are awesome discs and i think they're starting to get a little more popular again but oh my goodness like the wraith is just so good. They're really comfortable. Too. Yeah, it was. There I might was put one time, in my bag. I might put one in my bag too. You convinced me. Trevor, there was a Trevor's time, been trying to convince me for a long time. I know. There was a time where I had always had three races in my bag, and there I had two of those races in my bag for like three or four years. And like whenever I was playing my best disc golf, I had this light blue wraith that I threw for almost every tee shot, and I it was just it. like I could point, and it was just landing right there. Like it was awesome. Left it in a practice field one day. <laughs> but here's the other thing about the wraith. I got a couple more, and they fly just the same. You replaced it with that orange one. No, the orange one I had in my bag for the longest. That one was. But that that became like no. There was what did you throw at uh, Steady Ed hole one? We got the eagle. That was the blue one. That was old blue. Blue Oh, the blue one I had. I lost it like after my college days, but then I had a few more. But the wraith, amazing, great disc. I've got just a couple things to say. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. My generalization, but I'll say that for, for last. First two discs, I know that you'll agree with me on one. Are the these fo- under or over? These are underrated. Okay. The Force. Yes. Very yes. underrated disc. Yeah. One Mostly because people don't realize people don't how realize, much it's thrown. Yeah. <laughs> probably, people don't realize pro- who's throwing it, how much they're throwing it's it. It's probably the best distance driver that Discraft makes. Yeah. I'll say. And, and then the second one is the Wasp. It's an incredible. It's a mm. glidey, overstable mid-range. I right? never had good luck with a Wasp. I love and a wasp. wasp is the most comfortable mid-range to me. But that just that just depends on how you like the field. That's the, yeah, it's back to the yeah, comfort. To me, it's just thing. comfort. And then my third thing over generalization, generalization, whatever. Uh, baseline plastic is so underrated these days. That's yeah, a great that's point. a great one. It and used to be such a thing to have so many. It's once people got away from the old yeah, Innova. I know that's a but great like, point. And like I missed that so much whenever I started throwing Discraft stuff because I'm such a big Paul fanboy. I threw it was throwing everything in premium plastics, and I was like, I'm just not getting anything because there's nothing like having a really overstable mold that's beat to crap and flies flippy because it doesn't fly like a flippy disc. No. A Mako 3 is never going to fly like a beat-in Casey Rock. Yeah. Because you oh, get... beat-in mm. Casey Rocks. <laughs> because I might pull get, it back in my whoo, bag. <laughs> you get longer glide. If, if yeah. it's flippy, it glides longer because they're still part of the disc that wants to fight back. Yeah. But if you take a Meteor, it's not going to... Once it gets over, they're not coming back. Yeah, exactly. Once you get like a beat-in Rock 3, um, I used to make pro Rock 3s and they just flip up and they just glide forever yeah. and then have that hyzer at the end. There's nothing yeah. like it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that's like, such a good point, another man. thing Baseline is like if you classic. see a pro f- throw a disc and you wish you could throw it like that maybe even try that disc but in a baseline plastic it's true you man. do that too because not enough companies quicker. are focused on making like their flagship molds in 
like good baseline plastic. Why mm-hmm. Discraft is not cranking out CT for CT, everything is mind-boggling. Oh I don't CT understand. Buzz would be amazing. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Surprised, I'm surprised um, considering how much all Paul threw was make pro rock threes. I'm surprised that wasn't his one of his first requests when he went to Discraft. Was, we're going to hey, see a CT Malta. There's, there's going to be. going to happen. There, he'll, there's yeah. no way around it. Eventually, yeah, he'll ha- I'm sure he'll do it. Because he like, loves a CT Wasp. I like, can't believe it's been years and he didn't. Like it wasn't the first thing he wanted. It was like, hey, I need my my baseline mid that I throw. I but I think it's because yeah. I think I the buzz problem with it. But, but see, the buzz the flew is, like a McPro Rock three. Paul has dry yeah. hands though, so he doesn't have an issue with grip. No, like my whole thing was like for baseline, like the beat in thing, like is true. But like honestly, for me, I think baseline is underrated because it's so much easier for me to hang on to as somebody that has hands that sweat. Or in the rain, in the rain, I would load my bag up with. Baseline. I did that with Prodigy. I had a, I had like a three hundred yeah. series bag that, like, yeah. if it was gonna rain, I just because like all it's so much. It gives me so much more confidence holding onto that disc that I'm gonna be get good grip on it. Baseline, very underrated. That's a great point, Connor. Great point. That's a good way to end That's that all segment. Say. All I have to say. Uh, before we roll into the next segment, I want to just give a shout out to our Patreon only podcast, the Bogey Bro Banter. Today, you might have heard us talk about our Raleigh trip here and there throughout this podcast. Uh, we are going to be. Going a little bit more into detail, we won't spoil the videos that came out, but talking a little bit about some of the funny stories from the trip, uh, some of the things that happened while we were in Raleigh, uh, disc golf story went to, all of that. If you want to check that out, for $5 a month, you get four episodes of the Bogey Bro Banter and one exclusive video, as well as a bunch of other benefits. You can check it out at foundation, or nope, patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. Uh, link will be in the description below as well. But now it's time to get into the fan favorite segment, Trevor's Trivia. What do you got today? All right, we got a pretty simple one today. Um, we've got the GBO coming up, or not GBO, D-Glow. D-Glow coming up. Um, my question does not have to do with GBO. I just <laughs> decided to And we're going to throw a wrench in it. We're talking about GBO. Um, we got the D-Glow coming up. As we all know, it's at the famous toboggan course, and there was a pretty famous round a few years ago at the toboggan course from Paul. Willie Prince, 15 Oh. Shooting 1,800. <laughs> um, so in that, during that 1,800 magical round at the toboggan course, um, he had one par mm-hmm. and one eagle. Mm-hmm. Which holes were they? Um, crap. He almost had two eagles because, like, hole three or whatever it was, almost threw in the basket. Yeah. Um, I feel like the is it either the eagle or par is hole sixteen. Wrong. Never mind. Then I don't know. Oh, Connor. Connor's confident. I think it's hole twelve. Which one? The par. No. Is the eagle hole twelve or, or a hole no. fifteen? Okay, so we're just you. So no, nobody said the correct number yet. All right, hole, hole four. No. Hole five. No. Hole six. No. Hole seven. No. Ten. Yes. For which one? Par. Yeah. The par was hole ten, and the eagle was hole. You said something earlier that would lead you to me to believe that you do know what it was. Sixteen. No. Fifteen. No. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> no. Two. Yes. Oh. How would I? How? What did said, I say that lady? You said he almost because. When you said he almost had two eagles, I you got I the eagles are almost back to back. I didn't remember they were back to back. Ah. I just remember the one it was hole three that skipped, right? The, the audience all knew that one. Yeah, Good the job, audience Trevor. definitely knew. Good job, Trevor. I'm an idiot. Hole two is eagle, hole ten is a par, eighteen under. Eighteen under. Incredible round. Uh so let's with D Glow, this is the first year we're gonna see Nate Heinold at the helm of this tournament. He signed that multi year contract with Discraft, making him the T D of D Glow and Ledgestone a little while ago. Um and with Nate Heinle being at the helm, there's some course changes that have happened. The first one, and probably the one that the pros are most excited about, is you replace the temp tees with permanent concrete tees. It is a temp course, but now they have permanent concrete tees. This is also, he was also able to do 
this at like Ledgestone at Lake Eureka when like the course isn't normally in, but he was able to convince the parks department to like put tees in not places. baskets, just the tees so that they can, yeah, oh, that's it's cool. pretty, uh, cause then like, I guess like the idea is like, well, concrete doesn't really take up anything. We'll, we'll do all the work and you can still mow right over it. But that's that way cool. when the pros are there, um, so that's kind of cool. And he also said, this is Nate Heinle, a quote from Nate Heinle on an Ultra World article said, I met with Discraft's Bob Julio and Mike Wagner last fall and gave them a pretty large vision for some changes. They were shocked that it included less OB, but that was my goal. The toboggan course is one of the most beautiful pieces of land on tour. And in my opinion, it doesn't need a bunch of artificial OB. We walked through the course several times and the three of us came up with a great plan. Which the reason I brought that quote in is when you think of Ledgestone and you think of Eureka Temp, you think of artificial OB. Mm-hmm. So did he hear the same course designer oh, go he's to talking a, about, He's talking about Eureka right now. No, he's talking about Toboggan. Oh, okay. So to hear the same course designer from Eureka, Nate Heinold, yeah. go to Toboggan and be like, well, this property actually less OB. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool to give... I'm a confused the, because the Toboggan course gets shredded a lot. Of, like, it, gets, it, can, it can be shredded. It can be. So if you but there's a few other changes. Know. They move T-pads. They combine some of the holes. I'm took sure out they some they even it holes. out. Hole five is also now going to be like kind of an iconic hole because it's got that like red carpet That's fairway. That's cool. That's so That's cool. so sick. I love signature holes in disc golf are, are so good. And like, I wish they, we were literally just talking about yesterday how they should, holes should be named more yeah. often. So I like, put that in my notes. So the red carpet hole that is like that's so cool. We're like, oh, the red carpet hole is up next. Like it makes it so much easier to recall a hole. Like there are some holes, like USDGC, we know seventeen, but it doesn't have a name. Does well, it doesn't it? need a name. Hole seventeen. But why? If you mentioned hole seventeen it? in general. But why doesn't it? It should have. A, they should I think call, hole seventeen is just. They iconic. could just call it the island. I don't care. Like it can be called that. Because but you can just call it one. the hole seventeen. I guarantee if you walk into that's a disc so golfer, lame though. It, but it could have the coolest it, name ever. Is it or is it kind of sick? It is now because we know it as the hole seventeen. But it's kind of sick. I think I want to make sure to say hole seventeen. But had it had a name from the get go, we would have an awesome name for it right now, and we would all know it as that. name. I agree with like most holes. Medusa. Like, oh man, once they yeah, get Medusa. Clemson. When you say Medusa, I immediately think of Clemson. Exactly. The Grand Central Station. That's what I'm saying. I think we need to encourage more of that. Yeah, because like, you can still name holes that don't have names. Like it doesn't have to be new courses. Like go no, back no. and make a red carpet. Well, on you, hole. you don't need to name every single hole. No, but like hole the one signature it, ones. Diavolo or Diavolo. Um, I forget how they said to pronounce it, but he like Diavolo. Said, he said it was the. Uh, like the alphabet, the alphabet hole. hole because the trees in the middle made like an X, a Y, two Z's, an A, like all these different, like cool. the way they all crisscrossed. Yeah, it's That's just cool. it's just a fun thing. But like and I'll always now remember the alphabet the hole. And naming those holes is not difficult. If you're the course designer, just walk through and just think of cool names. This one's Bob. <laughs> like no, overall, I was over on Larry the other day. Okay, they had another one at the course we played that was called the keyhole because it was shaped like a key. The the hole like the gap in the woods was shaped like a key, so they call it the keyhole. I was like, That's cool. That is cool. Let's do more of that. That's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they said a few other tee pads have been moved, and they combined some holes that eliminate some of the quote-unquote weaker holes on the course. So should be definitely an interesting tournament. should be a lot of fun to watch. It's always fun to watch. Um, let's get into some predictions. This is actually kind of tough, because I feel like this tournament, like... It's not that tough, man. Let's just run our generic predictions. Well, I have, my, I have very generic predictions, same. but I'm saying this, this tournament can produce some parity. It can. Uh, so, like, last year, Paul came in 10th. And Eagle won, and Ricky came in second. Yeah. I think Paul's about to win again this yeah. year. Me, yeah. I'm going Paul, Eagle, Ricky. Most generic Woo! three of all time. But I feel like there's a chance of someone sneaking into the top three. I just want to, like, Chris Dickerson snuck up there last year. Yeah. I don't know who else it'll be, but. 
I'm going Paul Eagle. Eagle might win. I'm he giving, won last year. I'm giving Paul the edge because he has the momentum, but Eagle on this course can bomb. Yeah. Um. So and then I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak Kevin Jones in the third. You know, I feel like the course suits his game. He can throw those like long turnover shots really well. Those like Heiser flips. Wonder where did he play last year? He has room to make the disc fly. So I'm gonna go ahead and give Kevin third. I want to see last year where Kevin came because that's a great pick. I didn't even Kevin. I didn't even think of Kevin. Thank you. Uh, he came in fourth last year. Come on, he lost pick. by two strokes. What a pick! That's a great pick. How did I not see him? Just intuition, man. Uh, on FPO, we're gonna make our dark horse pick. Uh, yeah, I was gonna go FPO first, but we can go okay. dark horse now. Last time you see, last time you did it the other way. Right? I know. So I switch it up. I keep everyone on their toes. I'm on my toes. Connor looks like he's still scrolling for his dark horse pick, so we'll yeah. go FPO. I and have give Connor the easiest a few dark horse pick of all time. If I lose this week, you're gonna lose this week. Did I win this past week? Yeah, Let's Connor owes you a coffee. I Venmoed you. Yeah, you did. No, oh, nice. There you go. Uh, for the open women, You're a very rare win. It's my second one. <laughs> open women, I've got Paige Pierce taking it down. Katrina Allen coming in second, and Missy Gannon coming in third. Mainly because Missy Gannon just is all coming off of her win, um, and also last year she kind of popped off the final round. I remember on coverage. Yeah. But I was looking at it, and Paige Pierce, like, I know that she's struggled on and off this year, but it's so hard to imagine her not winning. I know it's still this so course. difficult. I got Paige, Cat, Kristen, Tatar. Kristen, Tatar, that's a great pick, too. Yeah. All right, Dark Horse pick. We'll let Trevor go first. I've, his got, is the I've got the simplest one. one ever, and it's Willie Prince. Not only is he 999 rated, but he obviously popped off a few years ago. Like, there's a great chance that he goes off. So, like, it was a it was the most, like, stare you in the face pick. But that being said, it'll probably lose because it's me. So, but, um, hey, I'm on a one-win streak, so. I'm also taking a 999 rated player. This player I think we've taken before, Zach Arlingus. Yeah, the young guy. Because he's a crusher. Uh, he's a young kid. Uh, I actually don't know. How, I think he's like 16 or 17. He's still young. But he's filthy. Uh, he beat me when he was 12 years old. I think I've told that story a few times. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so I, I think he's got a good shot at a course like this to pop off and get up there. He's from Kentucky, so he's not really from the area, but I don't think that's really going to matter. So we have Willie Prince, Zach Arlingus. I'm going to go Patrick Burke. He's 997 rated. He's from Michigan. Nice. And he's done pretty well this year. He finished third at an A tier, the Michigan Disc Golf Hall of Fame Classic. Nice. And he's, other than that, he's played pretty well as, as well. So I think he's going to do Dude, well. We should start a Virginia Disc Golf Hall of Fame. All right. Does it exist yet? No. Not that I know of. And it might. I'll, we can induct you, very first member. <laughs> yeah. And then just who would be it. the first? Who would be like the first dude? Kenny Palmer is going into the director. Bob Cannon. Who's that? Would go. He's the he's been the state director for Virginia okay. for as long as I've played disc golf. Kenny's on his way with all these courses. He's uh, another person would be um Paul John Bisco. John Bisco. I don't. I, don't, I haven't lived here long enough. I know that name. He Hawk Hollow. It's his property. I've been there. He designed Lake Marshall. I think was partially his design. Oh, okay. I know uh, his name. Yeah, he's designed a lot of courses around here, and he runs a lot of tournaments. So, oh, and Alex Bush, but he's Alex like, Bush, yeah, he's still in Virginia. Yeah, he would for sure. He'd have to go up there. There's a lot of people that yeah. that could that could fit that cool. bill. That would be kind of cool. Maybe it already exists and we just don't know about it. Probably it Probably does. All right, it's time to wrap the show up with a make that call. Uh, I'm gonna put you in a put you in quite an interesting scenario. I think you'll know the answer to this one, but you've definitely never been in this scenario. So I'm gonna just see. So you finally make it out to California to play in a tournament. Oh, man. You finally this made it. This is a two-meter rule thing. The two-meter just... rule is in effect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, I can't stand it. You step rule. up to the tee, and you line up your shot, you let it rip. Oh, no. It's stuck onto your hand. 
on Scoggins. It's going straight to the right. How is it not hitting anything? It's flying so far into the woods. Boom. I'm excited. Stuck into a tree. Ah, rats. Your, t- your tee shot is now 250 feet off the line. Stuck up in a tree. Yeah, it was You're looking back. at it. You're looking at it. You're like, man, you know what? I'm going to abandon my lie and, and re-tee. No. Are you throwing three or are you throwing four? I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Since two-meter rules in effect and your disc is stuck up in a tree. No way. There's no way you would give me this ruling if I wasn't throwing four, but I'm about to be so mad. Okay, well, this is weird, though, because... If you throw OB and abandon your lie, you're throwing three, correct? I'm not answering any questions. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm, I'm, yes, that I, mm, that actually might not be true. You can also think about if you missed a Mando, pretty much anything. This rule is the same rule from any penalties. I think we've had something like this before, where there's like a double penalty applied. I, because actually, when I think about people abandoning their lie, a lot of times it's on a putt roll away. So that's when I think about it, and then it's like. Oof. And this isn't oh, this isn't an out of bounds shot though. So this is a unique one. This is an inbound shot, but it's the two meter rule. I'm gonna say you're throwing four because I know the PDJ would do something like that. Incorrect. Thank you're goodness. throwing three. I'm not even, as you declare and you're abandoning your dry, you count the original throw and add one penalty throw for abandoning the throw. I know that throw. was bait, and I took the bait, but good bait. Yeah. Penalties inc- incurred on abandoned throw are not counted. That was good bait. Um, I took it. It was yummy. Yeah, I also think that like the general rule with the PDGA is like you can't stack penalties, so whichever one is the like harsher I penalty. Sworn we had one where there was a stack, but maybe it was like the harsher thing. I don't remember. I think it's like the harsher one because like if you miss a Mando and you abandon your lie, it's one stroke. Okay, if well that makes sense. You shouldn't stack stroke. penalties. But there's something where like a two-stroke penalty, like a scoring error. What is a two? What would be a two-stroke penalty other than a scoring error? I don't know. Aren't they all one stroke? I think so. I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you're interested in listening to the Bogey Bro banter, head over to patreon.com slash foundation disc golf and tune in. You can also listen to the previous two episodes. Last week we had Brody on. It was like an hour long episode. Lots of funny moments in there. And the week before that, we just talked about a little bit of uh, our weekly. Um, this week we're going to talk, like I said, about Raleigh. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>